Close your eyes and picture yourself at school. If you were at school while listening to this episode, then this should make things easier for you. Think about the worst grade you have ever gotten in your life, and this could be an interim grade, a quarter, semester, or final grade. If you can, think about the classes you took that year. Were they easy or hard? Think about the teacher. Did you like them or not? Now, think about what you might have done to get the grade. Did you fail a test? Forget to turn something in? Or maybe, did you miss a few days of school? Hey everyone, welcome back to the No Questions Asked podcast. I'm your host, Sharin, and in today's episode, we're asking the question, is attendance mandatory? Now, before we get started, just a couple of reminders. No, I am not a therapist, I'm not a life coach, and I do not know everything because I have not experienced everything. Everything I say is based on my thoughts and or opinions unless I cite the information given. This is a place to get advice about certain things, for opinions to be shared, and obviously, for questions to be asked. So without further ado, let's get right into today's episode. Hey guys, welcome back to episode two of the No Questions Asked podcast. For those of you who are new listeners, welcome, 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 welcome. Glad you can join me today. Um, before we get started with today's episode, I just want to say your girl is 20. Well, at the time of recording, I am still 19. By the time of you guys listening, yeah, I'm 20. Um, my birthday was yesterday. Again, time of recording tomorrow. But um, I honestly can't say much about it yet, but I'll let you all know how I feel. I'm saying that because, you know, when you, you know, after your birthday and that new, like your age starts to settle in a little bit and you're still kind of like trying to decipher if... I feel that age yet or not. I feel like I'm going to feel like that on Tuesday. So I'll let you all know. Well, today <laughs> rather, but I'll let you all know how that goes. Anyway, we're going to get into today's topic and I know what you're thinking because Thanksgiving is this week. Why in the world are you talking about school? That's a great question. I even asked myself before I recorded this episode. I was like, is this the right thing to talk about? Like, I don't want to put people back in that school mindset, but you know, Things got to be asked. This question has to be asked. And based on the questions that I have coming up for this um, this podcast, I felt like this one fitted better here than later on. So anyway, we're going to get right into it. So last year in my speech class, one of the guys in my class had, well, he gave this presentation on whether or not he thinks attendance should be mandatory in schools. He made some pretty valid points, hence the reason why I decided to make an episode out of it. When it comes to attendance, I was that student that got perfect attendance all the time. And I'm still that student. I mean, I'm in college, so they don't really, they don't really recognize perfect attendance. But I still go to class basically every single day. If I miss school, it's only f- because like I'm sick. Which, speaking of which, growing up, it wasn't always like that. Um, me and my sisters, we have always maintained perfect attendance throughout school. And they're still in high school, so that streak is still... Uh, happening but because I have great attendance missing school was like always a stressful decision for me call me a goody two-shoes all you want I have welcomed that with that title with open arms so it does not bother me whatsoever uh the now the reason why missing school wasn't always an option for me is because of two things one I have black military parents and two I have black military parents now, before any of you say my childhood must have been rough, it actually wasn't. My parents aren't strict, but they are all about trust and discipline. I was allowed to hang out with friends and everything. I just had to remember who my parents were if I decided to try them. If you know, you know. 
But back to the topic, the only time I was allowed to miss school was if I was sick. That's it. Like, no questions asked that, at that point. <laughs> you like how I threw that in there? Let me stop. Um, <laughs> I will say now that I'm in college, missing class isn't as much of a stressful decision for me only because we now have the option to get ahead of, head of class. So, for instance, if break is coming up, which, in fact, this is a perfect example, if I know I'm not going to miss anything, I'm not going to attend class. Now, I can't say that in this case because, um, unfortunately, tomorrow or yesterday, I'm, I'm going to start speaking in the fact that, like, you know what, it's Tuesday, okay? It's Tuesday. For you guys, it's Tuesday. So, yesterday on Monday, I had two tests. I had one at 11 and I had, I had a test at 10 and I had a test at 11. Yeah, I know, right? First thing on my birthday is two tests. It was a French test and an art test. I can't tell you how I did because at the time of recording, I haven't taken the test yet. But um, it wasn't for me having a test and the classes that I have to attend today. I honestly would have just like went home last week on Friday. I actually did go home this weekend for a family event and then I came back. But I would have just stayed home if I didn't have to go to class. So to me, in that case, if I know I'm not missing anything, I'm going to split. I'm going to skip. And by the way, while I'm on this topic too... Why is it that we have these two days of school right before Thanksgiving? Like, what is the point and purpose of it? Someone please tell me. It's, it's such a waste of time. It's irritating. But anyway, I'm going to get back into the topic. Before we get started, though, I, am, I just want to say I am not encouraging you to skip school, okay? I am only raising a question as to if attending class should be significant since virtual learning is a thing now. So don't say that, well... And this podcast that I listened to, they said we should skip class. No, I'm not encouraging that. If we're any teachers listening, I am not encouraging that mindset. Today's information comes from American University. And of course, I'll make sure to put the article or the link to the article in the description box so you guys can check it out. There is a thing called chronic absenteeism, which is pervasive. According to the U.S. Department of Education, One in six students in the U.S. miss enough school to be considered chronically absent. Being consistently absent can have a negative impact that carry over into into adulthood, and I'm pretty sure we are all well aware of this. Attendance can be a predictor of whether a student will drop out before graduation than test scores. That actually shocked me just a little bit. I was like, wait, what? Students that don't complete high school are more likely to live in poverty, suffer poor health, and become involved in the criminal justice system, not the lawyer side, the criminal side. When I say chronic absenteeism, what do they mean? Chronic absenteeism is when a student misses more than 10% of a school year. The three categories of absences of absences are excused absences, unexcused absences, or truancy, and dis- disciplinary absences. That's honestly kind of hard to say back to back. (laughs) The Every Student Succeeds Act, or the ESSA of 2015, requires all states to include chronic absence data in their school report cards. So in 2018, here are some school attendance facts that occurred within that year. More than 7 million students in the U.S., which is 16% of the student population, missed 15 or more days of school. That's crazy. 15 or more days of school? Like, You basically missed half a month. Approximately 800 school districts reported more than 30% of their students missed at least three weeks of school. So again, well, that's not, no, that's actually, no, that is 15. Because if you're not counting the weekends, that's five days. So yeah, that, so yeah, three weeks of school. 
Chronic absenteeism rates are higher in high school, where about one in five students is chronically absent. More than 20% of students were chronically absent in six states, Alaska, Nevada, New York, Oregon, Rhode Island, and Washington, as well as D.C. So that's Washington State and Washington, D.C. Every state has schools that reported 10% or more of students as chronically absent. So as you can see, this is basically a nationwide problem where students are missing school significantly, like not in just one or two days, like like they said, three weeks. That's That's a serious problem, guys. Limited transportation, poor health, and lack of safety are some of the factors for chronic absenteeism. These are actually more common in marginalized communities and areas of poverty. So, you know, of course, lack of resources, students can't be in school. That's another issue within the school system. In 2018, the CRDC, or the Civil Rights Data Collection, found a significant difference in the rates of absenteeism amongst different races and ethnicities. So white students had 14%. Of uh, absentee absences, black students were at 20%, Hispanic students were at 17 Native Americans were at 26 and Asian students were at 86 Even with the correlation between poverty and absenteeism, not all high-poverty schools have high chronic absence rates. They use prevention-oriented programs to help solve these issues, so at least something is being done about this matter. Causes of poor school attendance are physical health issues, bullying, and socioeconomic hardships. Bullying, that one, I, that one stood out to me because I have been a victim of bullying um, back in sixth grade. You know, middle school is a rough time for most people. Those are three years I wish I can get back, but I can't, unfortunately. But anyway, I feel like bullying is its own separate issue that needs to be addressed by itself before we focus on it in other manners because between in-person bullying well I'm saying it like virtual like it's virtual learning but you know when people are picked on in school and then online it's just like we we need to do something to stop this this is a separate episode I actually might talk about that as well when students miss out on school they miss out on instructions on how to complete their assignments and developmental skills students who fail to read at grade level by the end of third grade are four times more likely to drop out of high school that's crazy like well, no, not necessarily. I mean, it makes sense. But then again, there are some kids that I've met who were just like, yeah, I never learned this growing up. And it's just like, but we went to the same school. So, and mind you, they were there. So it's just like, I don't, maybe, maybe that's a comprehension issue. I don't know. <laughs> Being absent can also affect their social and emotional development. In early years of education, students may not learn critical thinking, problem solving, and creative thinking. They can also fall behind their peers in social emotional development. So that's definitely important because, you know, when you're when you're a kid, like, you know, between, you know, kindergarten and third grade age, what what is that, like six, six to nine years old, six to ten years old, I think. Anyway, but that's like a the a critical part in a child's life because at that age, they're sponges, so they're still absorbing and taking in their environments and what they hear, see, and do in them. So I feel like missing out on the missing out on school is a huge setback from them because now it's like, yeah, they could catch up, but ha- not having that experience as the other kids in that class, it could it could possibly be detrimental to them in their future. Excessive absences are also associated with lower scores on standardized tests that normally assess primary skills and concepts. Students being absent can also affect teachers too because they have to add making up lost instructions to their workloads and by doing that can be detrimental to other students. So 
I kind of have mixed thoughts on this. Like, I definitely think it's true. Yeah, it is kind of a setback. But, I mean, in the case of, like, math, I suck at math. So whenever a teacher went over something again for another student, trust me, I was learning again, too. That's not my strong suit. And I'm going to admit that. So there are ways that chronic absenteeism is being addressed. Parents normally address it by talking to their child, contacting the school, considering an evaluation for an individual individualized education program or an IEP or even setting attendance goals with their child. On the educator side, they normally raise awareness, report and study absenteeism data, develop trauma-informed practices, set clear expectations. It's a whole bunch of stuff and of course, you know, meeting with the parents is in there as well. So going to my take on this topic, I first want to mention how the article used the term chronic as if it was an illness. I agree that extreme absenteeism can be problematic for a student, but with the way the education system is heading, is it is missing class that big of a deal now? Especially like to call it chronic absence. I feel like, well, I'll, I'll get into the whole hybrid learning talk in a, in a quick second, but let's be real. COVID caused a reconstruction of the education system that is still taking place. I mean, some things that have changed are how SAT scores are no longer mandatory for college applications. I wasn't required to turn my scores in, so to be honest, I wasted three hours of a Saturday morning, 45 minutes away from my house, at a school I've never heard of, for no reason. Like, can I get that day back too, along with my middle school years? Please and thank you. But (laughs) other things that have changed is how um, teachers are engaging more with their students, and I think that's because we all realized how important in-person teaching is once we were all online, because honestly... 2020 that that was a terrible year and 2021 i mean most people say that the class 2020 had it hard because you know graduation wasn't all that but you know me personally as somebody who's part of 2021 um our year was worse because unlike the class of 2020 they got three quarters of their senior year whereas i got nothing like i had nothing the only thing i got was a graduation that was it it was great but i mean i missed out on my senior year but anyway it's just like, I, I think we all miss that in-person connection and being in an actual classroom instead of going on Zoom and possibly sleeping through class and all this other stuff. Like, it was so boring. But, I mean, there's there has been other changes, but those are like the two important ones that stood out to me from COVID. By the way, I did try to find it, find info on attendance rates surrounding the early parts of COVID, but there wasn't much data, and based on what I found, it says that the attendance rates have dropped since barely anyone was in school during that, during that time, which makes sense. So now with the idea of COVID in mind, think about what school is like for you now since we're 95% back in person. And I say 95% because, you know, some people might have hybrid classes, so it's not a full 100%, but, you know, we're, we're, basically, we're basically somewhat close to 2019. But anyway, I want you to think about the way your teachers are teaching, how your assignments are being handed out and turned back in, the option of hybrid learning. Based on your thoughts, ask yourself, is attendance that important? For me, I'm going to say no. And I'll start off with this. I am in college, so pretty much my grades, education, and me earning my degree is all up to me, especially since I'm in my second year right now. And yeah, it's been rough. But again, it's all on me. Everything that I do based as far as my education is on me. But from a class perspective, based on my assignments and how my teachers teach, I honestly don't have to be in class all the time. But I choose to because if I wanted to do online learning, I could, I could cut my tuition in half and do it all from Maryland. Like, I'm just being serious. 
I do have one class though that is quote-unquote hybrid and I say quote-unquote because we meet in person twice a week for an hour for an hour and 15 minutes just for all of our work to be based online I'm like this is a hybrid class why are we not meeting once a week this is French by the way and let me just say I am not enjoying it I would love to learn learn the language but by someone else my professor is a nice person just not a great teacher if that makes sense Honestly, I could just do it on Duolingo if I really wanted to. <laughs> I feel like, but I feel like if you're going to teach a language in a hybrid manner, don't have all the heavy work online and the light work in class. Like, let the in-person meeting be us going over the unit. We'll be learning by you thoroughly explaining the content. And then the online work will be practice. Like, you know, we practice. I would explain how my class goes, but like, it's just too disorganized and I don't have the time to do so. But I do want to say this while I'm on the topic of foreign languages. Why is it a requirement to learn a language in high school and college when our brains are pretty much developed? Like, why don't we learn it when we are young and when our brains are still sponges? If we're going to do it for culture purposes, then teach us about the culture of that nation with the basis of that language. Like, you know, the greetings and stuff. Make it a culture-based class rather than a language. Maybe if we learn a language at a young age, we'll become curious about that country and its culture. I'm just saying. Okay, I'm way, I'm way off topic. Sorry. That was my TED Talk for today. I'm going to move on to my next point as to, which is, why does attendance affect grades? Like, what does my grade have to do with my attendance? To me, if I understand the curriculum because I just grasp it easier than other students and I miss a few days of school because of an emergency or something... Are you really going to fail me because I wasn't here? I have a professor who teaches true crime, and yes, it is such a fun class. I have become a true crime fan. Like, my Netflix list is a whole bunch of uh, docuseries and stuff. So if y'all have any recommendations or you want to talk to me about some shows that I watch, like Dahmer's a good one, The American Family Next Door, I think I think that's what it's called. That, one's, that one made me mad, and I'm so glad he's writing in jail. But if you guys have any recommendations, please let me know. I am more than welcome to, like, check them out. Anyway, um, but she makes us in charge of our grades. In our syllabus, it literally tells us what assignments we have to complete to earn this grade. I'm telling you, it's the one class that does not stress me out because it's all up to me on how I do in that class. I think other teachers and professors should follow her example, too, to be honest. And while I'm also talking about like how teachers should possibly change their teaching methods, I think we as a generation need to take advantage of this change. With the pandemic exposing the problems of education traditions, I think that we as the upcoming generation need to take advantage of that. Having hybrid learning forces teachers to check their emails or other school resources more often to help students. This also means that we have to log into class more to learn. In a way, our education fully relies on us now. With the access to our teachers and other teaching methods, we can't always blame our teachers now. College applications are easier than ever with the optional choice of submitting SAT scores. And this saves money, by the way. And for any teachers that could be listening, this is a great this is great for you too because now you don't have to worry about students getting mad at you. As long as you provide the work and tell us what needs to be done, we are not fully holding ourselves accountable. The teacher's maturity as well, so it's a win all around. And speaking of the whole getting mad at your teachers thing, for those of you that constantly get mad at your teachers because of dumb stuff, like unless your teacher loses your assignment, if you didn't complete the work, that's on you, boo. And like I said, your education mostly relies on you. And it, and it, and it does start in high school because nobody's going to sit here and baby you in college. Like some teachers, at least where, where I go, 
my teachers are pretty lenient here for good reasons though like they're just not gonna let you pass because oh that's that's too bad no like you really have to like you really have to take advantage of what's being provided to you and you also got to be mature and responsible enough to to care about your education all right guys so now it's time for the take it or leave it segment so first one Attendance should be up to the students. If we truly value our education, we'll know when to be present. And the second one is take advantage of the opportunity. COVID was terrible, yes, but it opened a door to change. And lastly, guys, to close out this episode is the question quote. Question everything, learn something, answer nothing. And that was said by Euripides. concludes today's episode thank you guys so much for tuning in today sorry not sorry for talking about a school related topic during the week of thanksgiving but hey i had to talk about it at some point right if you guys enjoyed this episode and you want to know what's coming up next for this podcast you can follow me on instagram at no questions asked pod if you guys have any questions suggestions or constructive criticism you can email me at no questions asked at gmail.com and while you're at it follow this podcast on spotify so you guys know when a new episode is coming out and also let me know what you all think by writing a review rating it whatever just let me know lastly guys before i truly close out this episode happy thanksgiving enjoy time with your family get some good eats enjoy it enjoy your time off and lastly don't forget to ask it anyway that is the motto for this podcast no question is too big no question is too small and it's hosting as a dumb question all right thank you guys so much for listening and i'll see you all next week